What's up, everyone? Welcome to episode two of First and Ten with Foz. My name is Foz. I am the host. You guys know that. And with me is my buddy, Mike Maxwell. How are we doing tonight, Mike Maxwell? Not bad, my man. How about you? I am fucking exhausted, dude. I was, <laughs> we were just in the studio before we went live. I'm like, I'm going to fall asleep on the podcast tonight. Fucking traveling. The super fan shit's a lot of work, man. Let me tell you. A lot of traveling. A lot of traveling this weekend. Um, so much fun, though. So let's get into it. Um, the show is about free agency. Yay! We finally have real stuff to talk about. No more fucking speculation and... We're doing 20 mock drafts. The, 20 mock drafts and 3,000 potential this and that. So we finally know what's going on. Um, um, so we'll talk about the free agency tonight. Um, my trip to the Soldier Field draft party for the first day. And then um, my trip to Kansas City, which is just freaking awesome. Um, and then we'll go through each pick and just kind of get everyone's opinions. I'll be looking at the comments, seeing what's going on. And we can talk about that and um, get the consensus. Um, but first off, I mean, I think really everyone can agree on this. It was a smoke and mirrors draft. Ryan Poles kind of had everyone's eyes closed as far as what he was doing, because I don't think any pick anyone potentially even thought he was going for whatsoever. Definitely. Uh, he definitely went in with a plan, no doubt about it. And uh, he, he went about filling every hole that the team had as much as he could, as quick as he could with as many, Super high ceiling athletic dudes. Yeah. Uh, no doubt about it. Yeah, I mean, either of smoke and mirrors or like all the trades that happened in the first couple of rounds could have just thrown a tornado in anyone's game plan. I mean, with the Texans trading for the one and three, and then Arizona trading up for Paris Johnson Jr. I mean, I didn't hear anyone even talking about that being a realistic possibility as far as with mock drafts and uh, sports media, what they heard. So, I mean, I think that really threw everyone's kind of game plan into a tornado for that top 10 at least. Definitely. It was super entertaining. I'm not, I'm not big on watching the draft, honestly, but I, I found myself super entertained by it. Uh, yeah. Especially when they announced that uh, they're going to trade up. Texans were going to trade up to number three uh, and immediately grab Will Anderson. Eh? That, that was awesome. Like, damn, all right, I'm caught yeah. in here. Yeah. I'm yeah, out of my mind by like the fifth pick. Texans got some balls, man. I mean, they gave up some stuff. I mean, I think they got a couple studs to really restart that franchise, but dude, I respect it, man. They did a great job. Um, so I was really surprised by that. I mean, Obviously, leading up to the main trade, which was us passing on Jalen Carter, trading one spot for the Eagles, and getting a fourth-round pick next year for absolutely nothing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. uh, obviously, the Bears didn't want the guy because why would yeah. you trade the pick to get him for a fourth round next year? So it was basically like, we don't want him but we're still going to ask you for something for him anyways, in case you do give us something. It was absolutely amazing, man. It was just like, we got that fourth pick just for absolutely nothing next year. We'll get some no doubt. Stud special teams guy next year. Dude, he polls called up the uh, Eagles war room and uh, just lied right through his teeth that they're going to take Jalen Carter unless they get something. And he, I mean, polls told you right then and there, he had no interest in Jalen Carter whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I read a rumor somewhere. I think Brad Biggs said it that, uh, that their interview went terrible with him anyway, uh, with the front office and, and Carter. So yeah, he, he, him and the other eight teams in the NFL let you know, they didn't want anything to do with this guy at all. Yeah. Dude, but I mean, with that being said, and we talked about this already and agree, I think the Eagles was the best band. Um, yes. I spot for that kid. I mean, 
you have a veteran organization just went to the Super Bowl. Your team's put together and stacked. They're in a position to whip this kid together if he needs some yeah. weapon together. No, um, no, and they can, you, they can. I'm sorry, dude. Go ahead. No, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. They can absorb the blow if he doesn't wind up being good. They've got enough talent there where it doesn't really matter. Where the Bears could not absorb that blow if he's a failure. It's a massive failure all the way around for us. Yeah, exactly. I mean, even if it wasn't him, I think just going for that defense is that end position period first overall because we know how important it was and how important we need to protect our asset, which is Justin Fields. Yep. So, I mean, even if you would have gone for that defensive end to begin with, I mean, look at all the offensive linemen just went so fast. I mean, by the time you got to number 53, you probably wouldn't have had the guy you probably need or want on that offensive line this year. No, I think they, they got the exact guy they wanted. I, I, I think they zeroed in on him. I, I started hearing his name more and more like the week before, how impressed – uh, their O-line coach was with them, and obviously the front office too. So, yeah, I think you're right. I think that they they absolutely – they couldn't take a gamble. They, they have to hit on this pick, and I think that's the absolute safest pick. It's a boring pick for everybody, but it's the pick we needed to do. There's no doubt about it. You've got to build that line. Dude, I mean, if you're going to go like technical, excitement and boring, I think to your avid football fan who watches the game every Sunday, and that's about it, it was a very boring draft for that type of fan – because you really didn't know exactly why they were doing what they were doing if you didn't understand the needs of the team, like us and the people listening right now who are just super into the breakdown of everything. So, I mean, we saw a lot of fans just going crazy about knocking in Jalen Carter, but again, I don't think there was a lot of education to those people as far yeah. as why we didn't get Jalen Carter and yeah. how it wasn't a good fit. So, um yeah, man, I definitely, definitely love where we got with the first pick. So um, let's get right into it. I mean, Darnell Wright, offensive tackle out of Tennessee. Dude, he fits the scheme perfectly. Fits it yes. perfectly. Uh, yes. Most likely going to be the right tackle. The start is what everyone's presuming. Mm -hmm. uh, one connection I didn't know about is uh, Luke Getze was his coach during the Senior Bowl um, in college. Yeah. and. Yeah. In that game, he played against Will Anderson Jr., and Will Anderson Jr. came out and said, and I quote, he's the toughest lineman I've ever gone against. To have a beast like Will Anderson come out and, like, in the media call out a offensive lineman, yeah. I mean, as someone he feared against playing, I mean, that's crazy. You just don't hear that from defensive backs talking about offensive linemen like that. No doubt. I mean, the guy's just a mauler. I mean, as soon as I started reading about him a little bit last week, I, I, I immediately fell in love with I was hoping that's who they were going to get. Uh, I mean, just a monstrous beast. And he played nothing but great competition all year. This wasn't a typical former Bears move where they draft some kid out of some college from the middle of nowhere who's already got degenerate back issues like Gabe Karimi or some shit like that. They, they needed to make a, a pick like this. So just this massive mauling guy who just can't wait to just rub people's face in the dirt. It, it was so refreshing to hear that Bears offensive lineman that actually sounds like an offensive goddamn lineman for a change. Yeah, dude. I, like I said, I mean, we're both on the same page. I mean, um, when we traded Jalen Carter to the Eagles and they announced it, I was at Soldier Field. There was a lot of people there who were like booed and were mad. And I let out a, a loud, yeah, because <laughs> I was super <laughs> excited because I knew with that trade they were going to take Jalen Carter. And I, I saw right there what it is we were doing. Um, now, I kind of was between where we're going to get Skaronsky. I mean, I really kind of thought Skaronsky 
might have been the next pick given um, all the communication the Bears front office has had with him in the offseason. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, again, but I think we definitely got the better person um, out of them all. Um, 895 sacks, snaps, zero sacks allowed, and only yeah. two QB hits. Like, yeah. And it gets good competition, too. That matters. Yeah, like, that ma- he's like, playing NFL players that are going to be drafted in this draft for most of the season. It matters. It makes a big deal. Oh, dude, 100%, man. I mean, it was awesome seeing the pick live, too, at Soldier Field, everyone's reaction. We were there, though, at Soldier Field, and it was like a direct TV feed, and we were like a good like three to five minutes behind. I'm not even joking. So everyone's at their tables, like announcing stuff off their phones already, what happened. So um, <laughs> that kind of took the angst away from it a little bit. Um, George McCaskey he wouldn't split. He wouldn't spill for the Comcast bill, so he's, oh, he's yeah. up there. Uh, he's up there with the, the rabbit ears. <laughs> <laughs> they, they didn't get the premium package. That's nope, for sure. no. <laughs> Cut the cable. Yep, they're spending too much money this off season. Man, so <laughs> they only got thirty-two million left, man. They only got thirty-two yeah, million left. Uh, <laughs> so I was able to go Thursday um, to Soldier Field for the draft party. Uh, my wife unfortunately couldn't come because we had no one to watch our little baby, um, which sucks. Mrs. Foss was not there, but I was able to bring my 13 year old Hunter Foss Jr. and he just had the experience of a lifetime. Um, um, going into the Miller Club, seeing everything set up, all the announcers are there from 670 score, well, ESPN now. Um, then we were able to go on the field and they had the 3D camera going around the 50 yard line. Um, chances to kick field goals at both end zones. And then we were able to actually go in toward the locker room, um, see players and all the locker room stuff and stuff like that. So um, it was really like cloud nine for myself too, just being able to see the behind the scenes of everything. So um, Soldier Field Draft Party was awesome. I got a little video here I'll roll for you guys. So check this out. Um, like I said, it was just a friggin' blast. <laughs> That was quick.
So that was the video from Soldier Field. Um, just an awesome night. Got to spend so many times with my, so much time with my fat family, people I haven't seen in the off season. So it was a really good time. Really good time. That's cool. They let you go in the locker room and everything, man. That's awesome. Dude, it was a pain in the ass because like we're down on the field and like where they run out, you figure like, okay, you could go in from where they run out. They actually make you go up to like the concourse and go all the way back around and down underneath the tunnels and everything. So I think a lot of people didn't know how to get in the locker room, which was okay because we had to ask security how to find it. And so when we were in there, there really wasn't like much in there. So um, it was awesome. Man. It was really cool to be in there. And like I said, uh, my son just had a blast and uh, we left after the first pick because we were driving. I was driving to Kansas city the next morning um, to get up and um, we're walking out. I was like, Hunter, did you have a good time? He goes, Dad, you're a celebrity. <laughs> <laughs> we're just walking around and like everyone was taking pictures with us and we were up on the Jumbotron a lot and he was on the Jumbotron and um, he was just absolutely loving it. So um, i got to breed this next generation of uh, bears and our little fat family. i gotta got to get them all hyped up. Um, so moving on then from pick number one, uh, we go into pick number two then, um, night two, um, who I was really pleased about the more and more I read about this guy, the Jermaine Dexter from Florida. Um, this guy is a beast, 6'6", 310 pounds, um, amazing at running this, uh, stopping the run, and the Bears were the second worst in the NFL last year. So, I mean, there's a big upgrade right there. And one fact that I found that I really liked is he was considered a five-star recruit just like Jalen Carter and just like Brezzy were. Um, and actually, technically on paper, this guy was ranked one spot higher than Jalen Carter as far as everything goes, too. Again, that's just on paper. Uh, but again, we didn't lose out on getting a great defensive end because we didn't get Jalen Carter. Uh, this guy's going to be the real deal up the fucking middle, stopping the run. So um, definitely interested to see what he's going to do. Yeah, me too. Um, yeah, I, I, I didn't really know much about him going in until I started diving in. Uh, Mel Kuyper couldn't wait to shit on the pick. But um, yeah, I like what I saw. Big, big dude. Very physical. Um, might need some coaching. Might be raw, but we've got a good infrastructure there with Eberflus. Um, so, yeah, I like to pick quite a bit, too, as I dived into it more. Yeah, most definitely. I mean, I think you definitely – the Bears did what I wanted them to do, which was address the offensive line and defensive line with the two best people they could with the two opportunities they had. And, dude, for me, they hit the nail right on the head, man, with the hammer. So, um, super happy about that. Uh, moving on to our third pick, Tyreek Stevenson, cornerback out of Miami. This guy is extremely, extremely fast. Not only is he extremely fast, he fits perfectly into our cover two scheme. Um, again, I think with the rest of the picks going on, I think most people agree these guys are going to be solid backups for injuries this year. And they're also going to beef up our special teams unit, which everyone was kind of like, that was like some of the shit being talked as we drafted a bunch of special team players. Well, we need special team players because our special teams was god awful last year. This was one of my two favorite picks of the late rounds. Uh, this dude looks like an absolute beast, a heavy yeah. hitter on the field. It was just laying wood on any – every video I saw, he was just laying hits on people. I really like this pick a lot. I, I, I think it's going to be more than a depth move. I, I think he could be a really good starter. Maybe not this season, but the, you know, going forward, in case we lose somebody with free agency. I love this pick. 
Oh, yeah, dude. I'm like, we know how football goes, especially stuff with the Bears, dude. Someone goes down, Brisker, Jalen Johnson gets injured or something. Uh, you yeah. want to have somebody solid who can go in there and pick up that spot so that we just don't become a shit team again because we don't have these amazing backups. Definitely. We have um, no depth. So that, that was a huge, yeah. a huge pick. I do. That's what the rest of this draft, in my opinion, was, was depth, dude. And like, we got that, especially with a lot of injury prone players that we've had traditionally. So um, again, super happy about that. Uh, before we go on to the fourth pick for the bears at 64, um, on Saturday, me and my buddy Big Mike, we drove down to Kansas City for the draft, and we went to the ESF draft party, which is absolutely amazing. Um, so I got home about 10.30 from the Bears draft on Thursday, went to bed, uh, met me in my house at 4 a.m., and then we decided to drive to Kansas City. Uh, let me tell you guys a little funny story. So I, we got in the car. We're about to take off. Um, 4 a.m., I left my wallet in the house. So get out of my car. Got my key fob in my pocket. My car starts beeping because I was walking away from my car running. So I'm like, shit. Take my fob out of my pocket, put it on my table in my garage. I go inside. I grab my wallet. Run back out, jump in my running car, and take off. So about two hours later in Bloomington, Illinois, stop at a rest stop. I'm about to turn my car off to go use the bathroom. and tells me no key fob in the car. <laughs> At this point, I'm contemplating suicide. Um, so it ended up being we had to drive two hours back to my house, two hours back to where we came from, and turned a six-hour drive into a 12-hour drive. So um, <laughs> if you want to talk about dedication to go do something, I think we definitely proved ourselves um, doing that there. Um, absolutely shitty situation. Good thing you fucking stopped, man. <laughs> Get all the way down there. Dude, I wasn't going to use the bathroom. And Big Mike's like, oh, you should just use it because you're here, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, he's right. That's why you don't got to stop down the road. And, dude, I had it in park, and I had my finger on the button to turn it off. And I was about to turn it off until a warning sign said, like, cannot, de cannot detect fob. And I was like, what do you mean you can't fucking detect a fob? How the fuck am I driving with no key in my car? Now, maybe I'm oh, just shit. a little old school, but you have to have a key at least in the car to drive it, right? I mean, that was my thought. Um, yeah. Yeah, dude, but what a dumbass fucking move. I forgot to grab the fob after I left it on the table because it was beeping at me, which was the initial warning signal anyways. But, dude, it was four in the morning. I'm on three hours sleep fucking exhausted, man. I can't. I was doing the best I could do with what I had to work with. <laughs> uh, but again, uh, Kansas City was just an absolute blast. I got another little video here for you guys of stuff I put together. Met so many great people. ESF party was absolutely amazing. Uh, draft was awesome. So check it out, guys. <laughs>
<laughs> Congratulations to ESF Hall of Fame 2003. Big Mike O'Malley, we love you, bud. It was a pleasure being there with you, man. Um, I'm glad we went. We almost didn't go. And then the whole key fob debacle and turnaround, we still um, went through that. And I'm glad we did. Otherwise, um, dude would have missed out on his own Hall of Fame celebration. He didn't even know he was getting it until we got there. So, Oh, no kidding. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, it was a big secret. Did we walk in? They handed him like a, like a little draft tag thing that was in the video. And then it said like um, – Number one draft pick, Big Mike, and he didn't know what it meant. I was like, dude, you're getting in the Hall of Fame. He's like, well, I don't know if it means that. I was like, dude, turn the fucking tag around. It says Hall of Fame ESF <laughs> on there. So um, it was really cool, man. I was super happy for him. I was super excited, and um, I was glad to be there. And again, Kirk, congrats, Mr. O'Malley, dude. You're the man, so you deserve it. Hell yeah. Um, moving on, um, fourth pick overall of the draft. Um Zach Pickens, defensive line from South Carolina. This dude's a big one gap run defender. Um, again, another monster to stop the run. And again, dude, going to be a likely starter this year. I mean, I think that's the thing, too, with some of these guys. Like, we don't got time to develop them with the shit that we have on this line right now. Like, these guys are going to be starting this year. Yeah, these, these hey, top three rounds, these are plug-and-play guys. They're going to be starting immediately. There's no doubt about it. That defensive line was the worst in football last year. So, uh yeah. They have to. So even even him as on a learning curve as a rookie is probably still going to be better than majority of what we had all of last year. Dude, most definitely. I think that was the big thing about making sure that we get these guys who are in our scheme. Because if we didn't, we don't have time to teach these guys a whole different scheme than what they're used to. You know what I mean? Um, so, again, um, Ryan Poles was absolutely cold as fuck this entire draft. Dude, I absolutely loved everything he's done so far. Um, absolute killing it. Um, next pick, dude. This guy was a very big sleeper for me, and I absolutely love more and more. I read about him. Uh, Rashawn Johnson, the running back out of Texas. Um, surprised he was still around. Not exactly sure why, but he was. Um, uh, played behind Bijan Johnson uh, or Bijan Robinson, Robinson yeah. the entire season. I mean, he's a great it's, running back, but I mean, he was overshadowed by B. John Robinson. It's like Brett Favre is the quarterback. You got Aaron Rodgers sitting on the bench. I mean, Brett Favre. And he still put up huge numbers. And he still put up really yeah, big numbers. Yeah, exactly. Like really big numbers, and you're playing behind that guy. So he's a stud. I think he's going to – I mean, he might walk in and be the starting running back. I know, obviously, now that, that doesn't really exist anymore unless you've got an absolute yeah. stud, but – yeah, he's going to be a huge contributor because I, I think that running back room was light, and uh, this definitely makes me feel a lot better about it. I mean, Khalil Herbert and then uh, Homan, I think, are going to be uh, – I'm sorry, Foreman from um, Carolina, who we got, are probably going to be the top two. But, I mean, I think this guy's a big scheme guy from everything I read, a um, lot big on the pass plays in the backfield, things of that nature. Um, so, again, I would see um, – Getsy throwing them in for a few trick plays here or there to begin with to get his feet wet and sees what happens. But um, sure, it sounds like he's got a huge stiff arm and he's a big, powerful runner. So uh, with speed, so that, that's that's a winning combination in my book. Um, dude, again, we all know how running backs go down so easily <laughs> nowadays. <laughs> Foreman, Homer, or Herbert at any point of the season, one of the three are probably going to get injured to some degree. Um, so again, I think this is a guy too who. Um, with our young team, we can throw in right away and not develop him and see what he's got because um, that's where we're at right now as the Chicago Bears. This is how you build running back rooms as far as I'm concerned. I don't want to pay a running back anything ever. Just draft one every year. 
Yeah, dude, for real. I mean, it's a passing league. You look at all the studs, the league, um, the Bengals, Buffalo, Casey, dude, this is all passing teams, and running backs on those teams are second guesses. They're not even important, dude. Unless you're the Lions and you draft uh, your first pick as a running back at number 12 or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the Lions are going to Lions. Th- that's okay with me. They're in our division. I, was oh, not, I agree. I, I agree. Was not too unhappy to see that. They, so, I mean, they think they're smarter than everyone else, and that's great. And God bless them, man. I hope, they, hope it works out for them. <laughs> uh, our sixth pick then at 133 was Tyler Scott, wide receiver. The only wide receiver we drafted out of the entire draft. And that I was happy to see that we weren't trying to go big on these um, big name offensive weapons. I mean, because it means that um, we're satisfied with what we currently have. But, dude, this dude is fast as fuck. He, he did the 40 dash in 4.32. Like, that's insane, dude. And all throughout his college career, he's that big, deep, vertical threat. Like, every touchdown he had, it was averaged over 45 yards. So this dude's just booking down the field at top speed, and you just throw that ball up, and he's going to run to it is pretty much what this guy is right here. Yeah, I mentioned I had two favorites in the later rounds. Tyreek Stevens was one. This was my other one. This kid looks like an absolute home run hitter. Explosive yeah, speed. Yeah. The kind of guy you can just let rip. Maybe not. He's going to be maybe a slot guy. He's not going to be maybe a starter all the time, but a, a, a guy you can design plays for with that kind of speed on top just looked absolutely explosive in all the videos and things I saw. Uh, everyone was a big fan of this pick, and I'm a huge fan of this pick. Dude, and where is he going to be this year? On the special teams, probably, yeah. which is going to be He's a huge perfect. best winning player. The yeah. cop I heard was Tyler Lockett. I heard maybe a better version of Tyler Lockett even possible. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean dude, a pick. in the fourth have round, him. Have him return the kicks instead of Jones Jr. You know what I mean? Give this he, kid the ball and just yeah, just let him. Oh dunk God, yeah, it. I don't want to. I don't want everyone to see Vela Jones again. Anyway. <laughs> uh, this kid was uh, graded as a second rounder. We picked him yeah. up in the fourth round. That's great. Yeah. So this next guy too. This next guy and the, for the seventh pick is one forty eight. He was one of. He's been one of my favorite ones that I've been reading about. And again, as a deep, deep start, a third year starter for Oregon. He's a big hitting monster at linebacker. Big steal for the Bears in the late round, dude. Brings just major depth to the linebacking core, dude, with um, Edmonds and Sanborn and um, um, Edwards, dude. Again, how 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 likely is it that one of our linebackers are going to go down for something again this year? Still likely, again, and I'm still – Yeah, we yeah. see this year after year after year. I mean, it's a big injury-prone position. So, again, bringing in depth to the position, which we've had no depth in anything like we talked about earlier. And as I'm reading these picks and reading these picks, I'm just like, death, backup, special yeah. teams, um, cover your ass in case something happens. And, like, pick after pick after pick, it's that. It's nothing exciting, don't get me wrong, like we talked about earlier, but again, like just the schematics of how this is all playing out for the Bears and how deep their roster is going to go with backups is just awesome. Well, I agree. Uh, it just shows Poles doing what he, he, he put a plan in motion and he's hitting it on every pick. He knows exactly what he needs to do. We need depth, like you said, depth's key. This guy may not be a, a world class starter, but a nice depth True. piece. If he could grow to be a Hunter Hillenmeyer or something like that, a nice role-playing linebacker. Because I'm, sure. I'm still not to- – I know you like Sanborn. I'm still not totally sold that he's the future. But but if he could be a nice player, especially with the other two, um, yeah, hey, absolutely. But, again, like after this draft is done, we got seven defensive players, mm-hmm. <laughs> one alignment, one wide receiver, and one running back. I mean, I think we know where Poles' priority lied in this draft. You know what I it mean? It had to be. Yeah, it yeah, had to be. And, he, he, I mean, he had no choice. I mean, 
they were awful. I mean, they, they stayed in games because of how Matt Eberflus plays and coaches, but I mean, there was just a complete talent deficiency on the defense, especially the front seven. So kudos to, to, to Poles. He realized he didn't just buy into only offense. Like people were worried he's going to forget about the defense, just draft complete offense, yeah. only offense. No, he showed that he's, he's a full complete guy. Well, dude, Ryan Poles is an offensive lineman. He's a grunt guy, dude. He knows where the game is played at. And it's down in the trenches, man, because he's down in the trenches against those defensive linemen. So on the opposite end of him, when he played, he knew how much of a crucial part those defensive linemen. I mean, us as fans just see all the glory of the quarterbacks and the running backs and the wide receivers, but none of that is made possible without the grunt work done by these two lines. So mm-hmm. um, again, without that, like we don't, it doesn't matter who's good on the team elsewhere. Agreed. Agreed, hundred percent. Um, so eighth pick of, um, for us, number 165, Terrell Smith, cornerback out of Minnesota. Dude, he's a big-ass cornerback, 6'1", 204 pounds, um, good deaf in corner. And again, fast as fuck, he ran the 40 in 4.41, dude. Um, so this guy's versatile from everything I'm reading about. Um, not afraid to be physical with the ball, come back and uh, come back on the runs too. So he's just not worried about covering the outside. So again, I mean, for pick number 165 overall, I mean, the stats on some of these guys are amazing for what we got him at. Yeah, it seems like uh, he's definitely a polls that is a high ceiling guy. He, he looked at a lot because if you, I, I'm sure you looked at it too. A lot of these guys were all five star recruits out of high school. Uh, so it seems like he's got a, a forte for these type of players. Again, like you said, big, fast, elite speed, physical. Uh, maybe it will be just a depth piece. It sounds like he's really good at man coverage. But again, depth, depth. Just keep going. Yeah, dude. I mean, at number nine, I'm not going to get into detail about nine and ten. These guys are just kind of pickups yeah. or whatever. But These are defense, just guys. Yeah, defensive tackle, and then um, Travis Smith from Kennesaw State, and then Kendall Williamson, a cornerback from Stanford. And then just today, we signed an undrafted lineman, Gabe Huey, from Pitt. So, again, dude, I don't think it's over with yet as far as nope. what we can possibly see as far as them filtering through what's left over undrafted, things of that nature. So, um Overall, dude, I think Poles just knocked out of the park. Like I said, uh, seven defensive players, man. Obviously, he came in there with the priority and knew what he wanted. We needed to address that offensive line, get that one big offensive lineman for that missing P that we did missing key that we didn't get in free agency. And the rest were just all defense, man. And I loved it. Loved every pit about it. Oh, I agree. Uh, yeah, and then we still have free agency too. I mean, usually now once the draft yeah. is over, they can concentrate more on that. Now you start seeing some of these veterans released. They'll start picking up one-year deals. Uh, there's still some very good talent out there defensive line-wise. And I, I still think we still need a three technique. That's what Iberflus wants to run a system. You're not going to get everything you want in the draft. You're not going to get everything you want in the offseason. I think they'll still try to address that. But edge rusher, that all the talent you can get, I don't care. Keep signing people. I, I want yeah. to have the talent and depth and, and, and let the chips fall where they are come, come uh, preseason. Dude, my guy Kyle Bolton just literally hit the nail right on the head because I was about to get into this. I mean, I think given the fact that they just went for one O-line man for the first pick overall and then not another one anywhere else in the draft, I mean, they're putting some trust in White here at center and Jenkins and Braxton Jones this year because – Literally, it's Nate Davis, and now our the guy from Tennessee is going to be our only two new offensive linemen. So I think they're putting a lot of trust, at least right now, as far as what we see, uh, that White here is going to succeed at center, and um, Jenkins is going to yeah. stay healthy at left tackle, and 
Um, what's your thoughts um, overall about the offensive line situation after the draft now? Well, Poles is obviously still in love with Braxton Jones. Um, yeah. And, I mean, to his credit, he was a fifth-round pick, and he played every snap last year. That's not nothing. I mean, I, can he – will he be a world-class left tackle? I don't know. The jury's still out. But he stays healthy. He, he, he graded out decently for as much as flack as he caught sometimes. I, th- I think white hair is the real concern. Uh, yeah, most he, definitely. He looked turnstile at points last year. So I know they signed Lucas Patrick, too. To, he could play center. Obviously, they're going in with that for now, unless there's a veteran signing or a trade, which I doubt. Um, Tevin Jacobs was their best. When he was healthy, he was the best offensive lineman last year. He's, yeah, he's yeah. the type of player that we just drafted. A mauling guy, of course, the injury issue, typical bear thing with an offensive lineman. But he, at times, he, you saw the flashes of what he was in college. He looked like a stud. So, yeah, uh, yeah I agree. I agree with what I, I think he said his name was Kyle said that. Yeah, I agree. I would have liked another pick, especially center. Uh, there was that kid in Minnesota, I think he was, that was pretty high on the center board. Yeah. I was kind of hoping they were taking him with the second round pick. But so be it. Um, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. I mean, we like to think we know everything that we're talking about. But, <laughs> but obviously, uh, we're just talking <laughs> shit. No, uh, yeah. Ryan Paul. I mean, dude, I, I trust the man. The guy's given me no reason not to trust him thus far. I mean, um, he's made the right moves as far as um, um, everything he's done so far, in my opinion. Yeah, thanks, um, Kyle. That's the guy I was talking about. Sorry, yeah. go ahead. Um, going into the draft, I mean, like I said, I think Kyle hit it right on the head. I would have maybe gone one more offensive lineman somewhere. But again, Poles has a plan, obviously, and he knows what he's doing. Um, so, I mean, I'm going to trust him for right now. Again, I could see another move, like you said, before the season starts, but uh, we'll see. There's still money left. There's undrafted guys out there. Again, you, and you don't want him to spend every dollar he's got, so we wind up in a situation like we just were with Ryan Pace, where he spends everything yeah. we're up against the cap. So you're not going to fix it all in one offseason. Yeah, I, sure. I would have liked one more offensive lineman and get rid of one of those defensive picks, but the chips fell where they did. He had his board. He had what he liked. I trust him on offensive line because, I mean, obviously that's that's yeah. his number one uh, uh, key spot. So uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah, dude. I don't, like I said, I got trust in him just like I've been saying. So I'm just going to keep on keeping the faith. What else can we do at this point? <laughs> He's way better than any other GM we've dealt with in our entire life. So It is um, a weird space to be in where, like, you come out of a draft and, like, you're like – wow, they didn't pick a guy who was already injured or didn't overdraft some <laughs> tight end like Adam Shaheen in the middle of nowhere. It's, it's yeah. kind of a weird feeling. Like I, I, It's just been weird since 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 they, they hired him and, and signed the president and all that. Yeah. It, it's just been really weird that I haven't had any complaints. I, I don't know. I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop at some point here. Yeah. So, I mean, there is talk that Jenkins is going to be left and this guy is going to be right um, as left. far. Yeah, because he's kind of a big beast, doesn't have a big vertical or anything like that. So, um Again, that's been the talk so far, and you got it right, buddy. And polls we trust. Yep. Um, so moving on before we get to the end here, um, overall grade of the draft, my friend, A through F. What would you give the Chicago Bears organization? It's tough to give an A because I mean we just don't know so much sincerity, but I think a solid B plus. I mean, I liked every move, just about every move that he made. I would have traded the second round one for a center. But other than that, uh, the late round pick's great. I mean, I love that wide receiver pickup, the running back pickup. So I think a solid B plus that could shift into an A minus or hopefully better. Uh, it's all going to depend, of course, on Darnell Wright. If Darnell Wright hits, yeah. I mean, that's all that matters. Uh, if he becomes a stud at, at right tackle, A plus. Yeah, I mean, again, that's been the big thing we were talking about last year, this year, offseason, right now. Protect the asset protect Justin Fields and 
on paper, it looks like we just got the man to do that, dude. So um, hopefully it pans out, dude. I would love nothing more to see Fields be able to be in the pocket this year and show everyone the quarterback he can be. I mean, he ran around all last year, so people got this presence that he's some sort of running quarterback, but he's not. He's been a pocket quarterback his entire career. So um, just got to give the guy time in the pocket. So really happy with this draft. I'm going to give him an A-. minus. Um, I would have liked to see another offensive line pickup. I mean, like they said, they picked one up today, but in the second round, like that 57 pick, like that 53 they got, um, the defensive end, which I was super happy about. Uh, but then right after that, I would have liked them to see go into a center or another offensive lineman instead of going for a cornerback. Uh, but again, we saw the stats on this guy, how good he was. The Bears probably just didn't want to pass him up, and it was a gamble they took. So hopefully it pays out. Um, yeah, agreed, man. Now you, like we said, you're not going to get everything. You, you, you do the best you can with what you can, how the chips fall on the board. He went with a plan. He had his board, and I, I think he came out great. Yeah, most definitely, dude. I absolutely loved it all and um, gave me high hopes going into the season, dude. I'm going in real optimistic. Uh, with that being said, there's so much to determine still. So much that can happen before the beginning of the season starts, but we now know what we have to work with going into the next year. Is this a winning Bears team that we currently have right now after the draft? Uh, on, pa- on paper, on paper. Yeah, on, on paper. Yeah, I mean, it's obviously a very improved team. Um, I think the expectations have to be high. I mean, the whole point of last year was to tank and to get the first round pick, the number one pick. Uh, yeah. Mission I, accomplished. I, so every year, a team's always going to jump from last to first. I'm not saying it's going to be the Bears. I'm not saying they're going to go win the Super Bowl. But again, Justin Fields, that's what it all comes down to. If he takes the step forward with his passing game, you have legit weapons now. Um, yeah, sky's the limit. I, I think they absolutely could be a team in the hunt for a wild card. Is Everything swings right. If all these picks hit, all these free agency signings, uh-huh. if Chase Claypool decides to play football, absolutely. I think they could absolutely be a winning team next year. So Jim asks, how many of these top 10 picks are going to make the 53-man roster? <laughs> I think all of them, man, compared to uh, – yeah, I mean, once we get out of the seventh round, yeah. maybe they'll be practice squad yeah. guys. But, I mean, any, anything from the one through five rounds, absolutely they're all going to be on Dude, the Dude, yeah, I definitely see them. I mean, they're, a lot of them are being projected as solid backups or possible starters. So, I mean, mm-hmm. given the position we were in last year and the quality of the players we had. so When you um, had no depth last year, these guys are going to make the team. They had no depth. Yeah. There were guys playing that, that were just sitting on a couch or fishing somewhere. I mean, it, yeah. it, it was bumps. We're saying these guys are the practice squad. Who the fuck is starting? <laughs> <laughs> Who are these fucking guys? Yeah. We got Major <laughs> League. Look at these fucking guys. <laughs> no, um, no. So that's the end of the show, guys. I appreciate everyone tuning in. It was an awesome weekend. It was a long draft weekend. Um, as you can tell, we're both super excited with what happened. Um, everything I projected and everything I talked about and why it happened to an extent did, which makes me even more happier. Um, right now, I'm going to be taking a little break from the show. I mean, there's really nothing to talk about until the season starts to be getting closer. I'm just not going to try to uh, rush you guys with some – stupid intel about stuff that doesn't exist for the next couple months so um our first and ten tailgating group will be going to the um, tailgate hall of fame camping trip this august i plan on um doing a lot of coverage a lot of footage from there i might check in and pop in here before there just keep an eye on my social media uh, but yeah there's gonna be a weekend of debauchery happening with the 
tailgate groups um, from all around the league. So uh, definitely should be some fun stuff to be filmed and talked about there and get a chance to interview some of our super fans and other tailgate groups and show you how um, some of these other guys do it too, man. And trust me, there's some guys that do it pretty fucking awesome, man. Pretty fucking awesome. So um, can't wait to be able to show you guys who don't know about them. Uh, but as for that, that's about it for tonight's show, guys. You guys are the best. I appreciate you tuning in, as always. Um, my first show, I wasn't expecting, but 100, 200 views. And um, as of today, it's close to over 1,000 views, which is awesome. I mean, uh, there's been a lot of love, a lot of comments, a lot of sharing, a lot of good feedback. Um, so keep it coming, guys. I super appreciate it. Maxwell super appreciates it. Uh, it's a lot of fun doing this, and we want to keep on doing it. So keep on watching, and we'll keep on having fun. Um, Agreed. But as for now, guys, bear down, and we will see you soon. See you. Thank you. Thank you. And go Bears! <laughs>